Rondon delivers. And Grichik hits it out in the right center field. Jake Marisnik on his horse, slowing down, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros even the series at a game apiece, defeating the Toronto Blue Jays by a final of 7-0. Well, the first half of the season is now complete. 53 wins. That's their second most wins in franchise history. Just last year, they had just one more. What a start to the season. This is another Astros podcast. Astros 7-0 winners over the Toronto Blue Jays. Joined now by our player of the game, Alex Bregman. Four for five tonight. Second four-hit game of his career. All four hits for extra bases. Three doubles and a homer. Only the fourth Astro ever with four extra base hits in a single ball game. And Alex obviously feeling pretty good at the plate. And even your your one out was hit pretty well. Yeah, you know, um, it was a it was a good day. Tried to just hit the ball in the barrel and see it, and try and set the table for the guys behind me. And um, Gaddy came through with a huge knock uh, to get us on the board, and then Marisnik made an unbelievable catch in in left center and oh, put yeah. the game on ice with a three run homer. So it was it was a good good team win, and uh, Morton was as good as I've seen. Hey, a homer and, and two stakes last night for you, Alex. Four extra base hits tonight. Any coincidence? You're raking because you took a lawnmower to that bushy mustache? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you one thing, though. Um, my mom is for sure glad it's gone. <laughs> she texted me and said, that thing looks horrendous. Everybody's mom is happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, it, it needed to go. We'll see if it ever makes a return or not. We'll see if it gets called back up. And you mentioned Charlie Morton and the and the job that he, he did tonight. and. Chris DeVencia and Hector Rondon also pitching pretty well. It has to be fun playing behind these pitchers you're seeing on a nightly basis. Oh, I mean, tonight Charlie Martin was unbelievable. We, we went out for the first inning and came back in the dugout. Skip goes, hey, guys, make sure you still stay on your toes. I, know he's, got, I know he's got his good stuff tonight, but make <laughs> sure you still are on your toes out there. Hey, but, 80, um, 81 games, Alex, is complete. Real quick, what's your takeaway from the first half of the season for you guys? I think our pitching staff's been incredible. Yeah. Um, I think that um, it's it's not a joke playing as long as we did into the season last year um, with a shorter off season. Right. I think everybody I think everybody on our team knows that now. And um, but we have a bunch of grinders in here, guys that come to compete every single day and get the job done. So. Um, it's a it's a fun it's a fun team, uh, a little bit different than the than the year before, but you know what? Um, it's it's got the same character and makeup. And uh, through 81 games, we're we're a hell of a ball club, and, and we're looking forward uh, to finishing strong. Well, AJ it was an awesome game yesterday, and, and I think probably three guys stuck out for me. In Charlie Morton, number one, dazzling once again, wasn't he? He was incredible. Here's the O2, fastball got him. Strike three, poured it right by Morales, and that's it. For Toronto here in the seventh, stranding a runner on second. How about the night for Charlie Bort? Yeah. Good to see him with better command than we had seen the last few times out. And and obviously we've seen that a lot. And I, and I think sometimes in our game we can get a little fixated on what we've seen recently. And we all know he struggled a little bit. He's hit a few guys. He's walked a few guys. And you look up on the board and he's got a mid-two ERA. He's got, you know, it's double-digit wins and getting, getting very um, – you know, very high praise around the league for what he's doing, and so to have him go out there and completely dominate um, their lineup was a was a was a nice thing to see for him. Just because we've seen it most of the year, but but mostly because of the talk around that he's 
that he scuffled recently. When he strikes out the side in the first inning, the way he does it, when mm -hmm. he just overpowers hitters, do you, do you kind of say to your offensive guys, hey, just scratch a couple out, guys? Yeah, I know. It's funny. When they came off the field, I, I, I yelled in the dugout, like, stay on your toes, defense. Stay on your toes. We're going to need you, you know. Um, joking with Charlie more than anybody because when a pitcher goes out and does that, you know, to a man, everybody comes in the dugout and kind of looks around like, wow, that, how does that happen? So uh, pretty electrifying stuff. And a lot of extra base hits for, for Alex Bregman, three doubles and a homer. And Bregman drills this one deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye. A two-run home run into the Landry's Crawford boxes for Alex Bregman. And the Astros' lead is 7 to nothing. Uh, he's getting locked in, but the, just the maturity of him as a hitter, can you talk about that? Yeah, you know, he, he's, he's gotten a lot better um, this season with knowing the strike zone, yeah. and that's really helped him. Um, he has some of the most competitive at-bats from the very beginning. You know, when he was hitting, uh, as he was getting into, like, the 260s, you're like, that's the hardest 260 that I've seen in my, in yeah. my career. And it Because uh, he, he knows how to conduct an at-bat. He knows a ball from a strike. Um, he's got a knack for the dramatic. We've seen a lot of the walk-offs, and, and um, he hits the ball hard. And, it, and it's fun to get him get him rewarded the um, you know sort of the the greedy at bat at the end to be able to, to pull off the homer and, yeah. and and really cement the win was was nice to see. And Jake Marisnik out in center field offensively he hit the homer uh, in the latter stages of the game, but the game saving or the game changing play Morton delivers. And Smoke hits it high in the air and pretty deep to left center. Marisnik a long run, back to the wall, leaps at the wall, and he makes the catch! He climbed up against the wall in front of the visitors' bullpen and took away extra bases from Justin Smoke. What a play by Jake Marisnik! I think he catapulted himself on that chain link fist to get even higher. What a play! Blue Jays strand a pair. He just puts his cape on, and I don't, I don't know if it's fair or not, but I expect him to make that catch. Yeah, I do too, and and he does that a lot, and he, he makes the routine catch look routine. He makes some great catches like that look routine, and he's very graceful. Now, I, I do think he'll uh, put a jab in at, at Reddick on how he towered over him and, and jumped <laughs> over him, basically dunking on him in our sport. So, yeah. um, you know that, but but to have him have him. You know, scale up that wall, catch it, um, you know, keep the game where it was. This game is completely different yesterday mm -hmm. if he doesn't make that catch. We're probably tied. Uh, we're probably going to the bullpen a little earlier, and, and, you know, hopefully we still win. But it was a game-changing play. AJ, you said uh, Carlos Correa yesterday. He had some back stiffness. He's lined up again mm -hmm. uh, once again today. What's the status on him? Well, he's he's doing fine, and and you know it's always hard not to play. I'm just trying to be super careful with him okay. and 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 be you know step by step along the way. We're about to go play four games on turf. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he feels particularly perfect. You know, I wrote the lineup before even talking to him. We talked last night, and I told him. He was going to get a couple days, and a couple days means more than one. So um, we'll see how he feels as we get to Tampa tomorrow and into the into the weekend. But um, we're not alarmed that it's something serious. But at the same time, I'm not going to risk anything with the quick turnaround. The day game today, I want him a full another full day of treatment. Um, it's nothing more than back stiffness, but it, but it's enough to where um, you know we're concerned enough not to play him. Last two games for Dallas Keiko, who's pitching today. He's looked really sharp. In particular, the <clears throat> slider looks like it has later break. He needs that today against this team. I think he's going to need his changeup today against this team. They're a they're a fastball hitting team, which is usually to 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 Dallas's advantage because the ball moves a little bit. He can get a lot of ground balls, but predominantly right-handed lineup. I'm sure they're going to throw or hit all right-handers against them. Um, they do have some power. They hunt the heater, so something different. Whether it's a slider or a changeup is going to be key for him to, to just dis 
disrupt their timing. And how about your plan of attack against Marco Estrada, the right-handed pitcher for Toronto? He's a veteran. Yeah, he's a veteran. He's going to throw a bunch of off-speed pitches. His change-ups is calling card. Righties handle him better than lefties, so I loaded the top of the lineup with righties, um, which is just like, oh, every day. Um, but, I, but I think we're going to have to, to pick a pitch and get after it. He, he's susceptible to the long ball. If, if we can get a ball in the strike zone and, and pick the right speed, whether it be a fastball or a changeup, um, if he's nibbling, we need to take the pitches that are, that are borderline and, and wait for one down the middle. All right, AJ, got a chance to win another series. Good luck. You got it, Sparky. Robert Ford joined by Ben Wagner. He is the new radio broadcaster for the Toronto Blue Jays, hired by the Blue Jays uh, during spring training this year as uh, Jerry Howard, longtime voice of the Blue Jays, decided to retire right before spring training game started. So uh, you, you're probably scrambling a little bit. Uh, it, you were already planning on doing some spring training games and then it wound up morphing into uh, the full-time job. Is that kind of how it worked? No, <laughs> it, it didn't at all. Life was thrown into overdrive, Robert, and it happened on February 13th when Jerry Howard decided to retire and he made the public announcement. And that was like the rest of the world when I found out that Jerry was going to be stepping aside. Now, of course, I had an inclination. Maybe I could be part of the process, maybe part of the conversation, but I had no idea what Sportsnet or the Blue Jays would ask me to do. Um, I offered my services and then went to spring training after a short conversation on February 22nd within mere hours. I was in Florida and then never left. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a really tough uh, couple of weeks knowing that you're auditioning, plus you're trying to fill a, a massive void while the organization is trying to figure things out. And you were in the minor leagues for, for 14 years. The last 11 of those seasons uh, at AAA Buffalo, which has been the Toronto Blue Jays AAA affiliate the, the last sev several years. So the Blue Jays able to get familiar with you that way. And, I mean, it's it's a journey that I'm certainly familiar with. I spent seven years in the minor leagues uh, and then four more uh, doing pre and post before I got my first uh, major league play-by-play -play job. And, I mean, there are a lot of really good broadcasters in the minor leagues who never get this, this opportunity. I'm sure you know that as well as anybody oh absolutely i mean we're a very tight-knit fraternity i mean we go back to the minor league days too robert right. so it's an opportunity where you root for the individuals if they get that opportunity to be considered as a finalist in any job right because you want the process just like the players when they succeed moving up level by level you want it to happen for the broadcasters as we kind of grind through it and a couple opportunities didn't work out over the course of my career especially in buffalo but this is the one that made the most sense for all parties involved. And honestly, I cannot be thankful enough on how smooth the Blue Jays, Rogers Sportsnet have made things for me, kind of leaving my former life behind in a whirlwind and um, getting me to the big leagues. It's been awesome. Was, I mean, obviously, and anybody who ever calls a baseball game uh, thinks about maybe calling big league games if, if, you, if you do it for long enough. But was there a point where you, you thought to yourself when you're in the minor leagues, you know what, I... I have a chance maybe to call big league games. I, I think I'm good enough to be a big league broadcaster. It didn't happen at first. I took the job in Buffalo in 2007, and then in 2009, a couple of things happened for me. One, from a broadcast, a baseball perspective, also from an interviewing perspective, and also some people behind the scenes really gave me some really good feedback, but also incredible encouragement about what I was doing. And they believed in me, and that was the shot in the arm the first time. Did I think it would take until 2018 before I'd get my first major league opportunity? Absolutely not. But in 2009, that was a pivotal point in my career where I thought, yeah, maybe I have a shot not only to do it, but maybe do it a long time. Was there ever a point, because I know this happened to me a little bit in the minor leagues where 
you know, you, you, you want to try and put your best foot forward, try to get a major league job. You know that a lot of times it's about timing, and there are a lot of good broadcasters who don't get the opportunity through no fault of their own. Was there ever a point where you just got a little frustrated and started to wonder if, if the, the opportunity would, would ever come for you to, to be at the big league level? Absolutely. I think anybody in the passion of their profession falls short a couple of times, whether it's a job, whether it's a promotion that you really want, and you're left with no explanation of why you weren't the guy or the girl that got that promotion and in 2015 2016 I had a really difficult time taking a step back trying to do some self-analysis after talking with some of those people that were decision makers and I wondered if I was investing my time in the wrong way and was there another career should I go into T you know you you weigh different things but but I chose and with the support of my family and my wife we had the discussion and I thought you know what, this is what I love doing. This is what I was really placed on the earth to do. And doggone it, nobody's going to take that away from me. And I'm going to try to see it until the end. And again, timing is everything. And the belief and the network behind you stayed supportive enough to to get us to this point. Now, were you surprised that the Blue Jays hire you, even though you didn't speak any Canadian? (laughs) Oh, I've learned, eh? Uh, (laughs) It's it's a fast learning curve, but I uh, I changed my Zs to Zs, and I've I've completely embraced poutine, if you can tell by my waistline. Well, Ben Wagner, radio broadcaster for the Toronto Blue Jays in his first year after 14 years broadcasting in the minors. Really happy for you, Ben. Known you for a while. Congratulations, and uh, glad you're, you're part of this fraternity in the big leagues. Thank you so much, Rob. And I can't speak highly enough about the people that are on the other side of the glass like you. And the, our time in Texas, by the way, has been outstanding. So thanks to everybody in the Lone Star State. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone! Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye! This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.